Hey there, I'm Stephanie Jones, and I'm coming to you with a um, devotional this morning, or whenever you're listening to this. And I, before I get started, I just want to briefly introduce myself. I'm an author of eight books, and I'm a speaker. And I'm recording this on January 1st. And I got to say, when I woke up this morning, this was not my plan, which it's perfect for what I am going to be sharing with you. So um, I was in this morning, Proverbs 19, and there's a lot of good um, verses and lessons in Proverbs 19. But one that stuck out to me was Proverbs 19:21, And it said, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And I love that because it's January 1st. I am a planner and I'm actually meeting this morning with my accountability partner, Zach, and we're going to work on our goals for this year. And I wanted to dig into the meaning of this verse. Like, are we allowed to make plans? What does the Bible say about planning? And it took me to, so when I was researching and like, what does this verse mean? Are we allowed to make plans? Should we, um, you know, set goals, that sort of thing, um, the commentary that I was reading actually took me to James 4, 13 through 15. So I want to read this for you. And it says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and will stay there for a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and we will do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. That, that really struck out to me like, oh my gosh, your plans that you are making that are not aligned with God's will and purpose for your life are evil. It wraps up in verse 17 to say, remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. So as I was making notes on this, um, there were a couple of things that struck me. Um, one, it didn't say that we're not to plan. Um, but what it says is that we should make our plans that are aligned with God. We should submit our plans. Like think about getting up each day and asking the Lord or saying, well, one, asking the Lord, like, what do you have for me? Where should I go? What should should I do today? What should my focus be? Kind of like today is I got up doing my devotionals and I really felt like the Holy Spirit laid on my heart to record this and put out this message and dive deeper into that one specific verse, even though there were, um, let's see, 29 verses within Proverbs 19. And this is the one that um, I really felt led to dive deeper into. The other thing that I was thinking about is um, 
when we talk about our plans is hold them very loosely within our hands. Don't hold them on so tightly that it's like, no, this is what I'm doing. It's no, this is what I'm doing. But if God has something else for me, I'm willing to let go of my plans and, you know, pick something else up and hold it and and go down that different path. Um, A lot of, I've seen this over and over in my life where I wanted to do one thing. Um, I can tell you over the last five years, my husband and I have bought two houses and sold two houses. Um, And I will say really none of those were in our plans. Um, One of the houses that we ended up buying Our plan was to buy a piece of property, to build a new house. Um, We had a vision, um, but at the end of the day, that was not God's plan for our lives. And it fell apart. We had even made an offer. We had money in escrow that we had put down um, and it failed a soil testing. And I got to say, I was very disappointed because... I had a vision for this property. I could see um, our home on it. I could see the trails. I could see entertaining, like all this stuff. Um, But that's not what God had for our lives. And so we had to start back from square one of like trying to find land. um, And we stumbled upon a house that needed a total gut, a total remodel. Um, we ended up buying that and it was one of the most like trying and difficult times in our life, most exhausting times. We lived in the home while we were remod- we remodeled every room, we tore out everything. We lived on or we slept. All, all we pretty much had in this house was a mattress and box springs. And we would move it around the house depending on which room we had ready or which room maybe we were tearing apart. And that's where we could put the mattress. We didn't have a kitchen. Um, I'm so grateful we were doing this over the summer because we grilled out every day. We had two lawn chairs in the garage and we would grill out every day. Um, We had to brush our teeth. We had a sink that we had like in the laundry room. Um, And sometimes we would have to brush our teeth in the shower because when we took out the laundry room, that was only water. Like this is just a little bit of what you're seeing. We had a suitcase um, that had our clothes in it. (laughs) And, uh, but I learned so many things throughout that journey. One, I learned that we don't need much to to live and survive. Like I didn't need this whole house full of stuff. Um, But that's just one example where we had one plan God had a different plan. We pivot, we follow that path that God had for us. Um, And honestly, within that house, we thought we were going to be there at least till my husband retired. And we ended up selling that house two to three years later and buying another house. And that's a whole other story. Um, I, I was also reading when I was doing my research is when we are following our own plans and we're not reliant upon God, that means we're reliant on self on our own ability. We have our own self-confidence. If we look at James, that was actually the title um, of that like section of verses was on our self-confidence. And we are not supposed to be reliant upon ourselves. We are 
are supposed to be reliant upon God for everything in our lives. It says a warning about self-confidence. Um, and I'm not to say, I have tried to rely upon myself many of times and it didn't go well, friends. Um, but that's what we learn also. Like those that that's how we uh, learn, grow. We are stretched ourselves. We are disciplined. Um, God disciplines us a lot of times when we try to rely upon ourselves. Um, and that dependence is either on the world um, or things of the flesh or self, or our dependence is on God. I want to um, also one of the verses which led me back to when I was diving into this, which is one of my favorite verses, staying in Proverbs is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. What I love about this is it's very clear. Like there is no wavering. It says, do not depend on your own understanding. Don't do this. It doesn't say you may depend. It says, do not do this. It also says, seek his will in all. You know, I love when I'm studying the Bible is looking for those words. And this word is all in all that you do. It doesn't mean 50% of the things that you do. It doesn't mean the things that you're good at or the things that you're not good at. It is an all. And then it tells you if you do these things or don't do these things, this is what will happen. He will. God will show you which path to take. But that takes a lot of trust. It takes building a relationship with him. It takes understanding and being able to hear his voice and have discernment. And um, so I just really challenge you as one of the ways that, um, or a couple of the ways that you're able to hear his voice and discern is one through prayer, um, communicate with God. If you don't know anything about prayer, um, my friend, Mike Bellini, and I just wrote this book called uncommon prayers. This was actually something that was not, not planned for this year. Um, but God directed our paths and we ended up working together and publishing that book. So one is sit in prayer and communion with God every day. Um, sometimes it's a conversation. A lot of times more for me, it's just sitting and listening. And um, sometimes that listening is, I don't know, kind of this mental conversation that I have with God. The other thing is being in scripture in word. If you don't have a Bible, one of the things with um, that book is we have a one book, one Bible mission. So we want to say for every book that we sell is we want to get the hand in the hands of Bible of someone or sorry, we want to get a Bible in the hands hands of someone that doesn't have it. So if you're watching this and you don't have a Bible, you can email me stephanie at givinggal.com. And um, if we have Bibles, I will send you a copy for free. The other thing too is what are some resources? So how do we even study the Bible? Um, and I've been reading the Bible for decades and some of the things that have helped me um, one is this year I've been using through the word app um, because you can go like chapter, you can go to um, a book in the Bible, you can go to 
specific chapter. And then they drill down in a lot of the verses. So I love through the word app. Um, I love the app U version. They have a lot of Bible studies in there, um, but they also have the different versions of the Bible. Over the years, I've done different like the Bible in a year. Um, I love Nikki Gumbel's uh, Bible in a year, which I think it switched to the Bible and Nikki on his own um, website and application. So I think that's moved this year. The other thing too is like this morning when I was studying um, this Proverbs is I Googled what is the meaning of Proverbs um, 1921. Like I wanted a little bit more guidance on that because I was studying through the word and they didn't dive deep into verse 21. And so when I Google it though, I don't just look at the first thing that comes up. I I read three different commentaries. The interesting what thing was, is they were all three very similar. Um, and two of the three led me to the verse in James that I read to you, James 4, 13 through 17. So um, that's just a little bit of ways to study the Bible. One thing I want to wrap up with is kind of this vision of what does it look like to follow God's plan. Maybe maybe you um, have set a plan for your life and you think that's where God has you going. Like that is your intention. Like I said, today I'm going to be working on goals. Um, it, some of it is things that I felt like God was calling me to do. Other things are maybe things that I want to do, but I will be praying like, God, are these things that I'm supposed to do? If you are a fan and have watched The Friends, um, there is a great episode. Most people are aware of it. If not, go to YouTube and find it. And it's where um, Ross and Rachel, I think, are moving a couch up a stairway. And they get into this, like it needs to angle. And Ross is yelling at her, pivot, pivot. And it took me back to when my husband and I moved into that house that I was telling you to remodel <laughs> for some reason. I guess we didn't have space in our garage. We were trying to move a kayak up into the loft of um, the barn that was on the property and it had a landing and then it turned. And then that was the stair that took you up into the loft. Very similar to the friends episode. And my husband starts yelling at me, pivot, pivot. And what I love about this is this morning it reminded me is sometimes we're following our own path and God asks us to pivot. And if we don't pivot, we end up being stuck where we are at making our own decisions in life. And God doesn't want us stuck. He wants us to be able to pivot and turn the corner and follow him, not to just stay here on this platform where we're at, but he wants to turn us to pivot and, and go on another path that he is calling us. And so sometimes we think it's easier to stay stuck because turning and pivoting requires faith. It requires trust. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes we don't know where we're going to go. Sometimes we don't know if we're going to make it. I will say when we were trying to turn that kayak, I wasn't even confident we'd be able to turn the kayak. Um, but through work and effort and wrestling with each other, sometimes we wrestle with God, is we were able to make that turn and, and get to 
where we wanted the kayak to go. So um, friends, if you need other resources for me, you can find me at givingyourbestlife.com. I have a free resource at for the number four G method.com. Um, you can find me on social media, Facebook, giving gal, um, Instagram, giving underscore gal. So I hope this was helpful for you today. And, um, at the end of the day, I pray that you are following the path that God leads you.